0: Once again, this is Alvin Ekwang uh, of Workings of Grace Ministries, glad to be with you once again. I pray the Lord opens your eyes, uh, the eyes of your understanding, uh, the eyes of your heart into what we are going to share today and I pray uh, it brings more blessing to you, more glory, more money, more favour, anything that you so wish from the Lord or that has been you've been building in your heart for quite some time. Uh, I've come to understand that uh, as a child of God, everything is meant to bless you. Uh, Let's begin from Genesis chapter 4, verses 12. It says, When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth in other words this was the Lord speaking to Cain after he had uh, murdered his brother Abel once again I bless the Lord Jesus Christ whose Lordship over us continues to be beneficial in all fronts or at all fronts in our life as a son of god in the order of jesus christ you cannot fail and nothing is powerful enough to fail you or destroy the works of your hands that is what i need you to understand you know there is being a son of god in the order of the first adam but there's also being a son of God in the order of the last Adam, who is Jesus Christ. Those are two different things, two different results, and uh, I pray we will go with the former, Jesus Christ, the wonderful one. I need to realize that when the Lord told Cain, no longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. It meant that the ground always gave the best results to the labor of Cain. Despite the curse that his father Adam had concerning the ground, as we shall see in the scripture in Genesis chapter 3. Let me read from verses 17 to 18. It reads, Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree, of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cast is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field." End of quote. So, this was uh, the curse that... Uh, had come to the ground because of uh, the disobedience of our forefather the ancient one Adam the first Adam so you see from here that the ground was already cast but if that was the case concerning Cain why did God have to repeat it again for, for for Ephesus sake God told Cain because you've killed your brother, when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its fruit to you. I'm here to declare that God was not only repeating a curse that uh, he had already told um, Adam to Cain. He was not repeating a curse. He was stating something new, something that Cain had never known. Cain, everything he did used to prosper. Everything he did, was well. But I there is a reason I'm putting this forward. Uh, we shall understand it later, but I can actually tell you that uh, when God reveals something that seems to be bad, it does not actually reveal it as a judgment in that it should come to pass, but it's trying to put it for you in a certain way that you should do something about it. Let's continue. The ground could have struggled to yield its strength and produce to Adam. But Cain his son had learned to operate above that curse. That is why God had to come and say it to him again. Put let me put it another way. The scriptures tell us that the the teeth of the of the child of a man who has sinned should not put or should not be set on edge. In other words, it's like a uh You remember the word that was given to uh, Ezekiel? For those who read scripture, you can remember that. So, Cain never allowed suffering the consequences of the sin of his parents. Or should I say, Adam never allowed his son to suffer the bad effects of the cursed ground. Take it both ways. I need you to understand that. Everything that we set our heart or our hand to do should prosper without any hindrance. It does not matter what other people could be going through at that same moment. Maybe they are suffering. That should not be your case because you are a son in the order of uh, Jesus Christ. Let me put it this way. There is nothing jesus went through that was not a blessing to him good or bad if it came his way he always won he always got the better hand and that is the understanding you should carry that's the substance you should carry that's the life you should carry that's the conscience you should carry that's the understanding operating factor inside you let me put this way coins are rather rather uh, canes Cain's occupation was linked to the ground. In other words, everything he, he was supposed to get, he was going to come from the ground. For example, your occupation couldn't be linked to the ground, but could be linked to things like money markets. Uh, it could be linked to people. It could be linked to any providing any other service, to ministry, or the ministry of the word, uh, and so on. And then you lay your hands or your mind to do it. It should always give you the best results. No matter whether you have enemies or you don't have enemies. Whether things are bad or things are good. Whether conditions are right or conditions are In season and out of season. Your yields should always be the best. That is the law that should be operating on us as sons of God. In the order of Jesus Christ. Let me hear someone say hallelujah. In other words, everything is meant to bless you. I should also state that when God passes judgment, like the one we see with the ground, the one he gave to Adam and the one he gave to to Cain, he actually does that to give a window of redemption than it is for punishment. Let me put the, all the judgments of God are meant to bring redemption. I need you to understand that. Did you know that sin has inherent power to bring punishment to the offender on its own accord? For starters, that is why when the first Adam sinned, they just became naked and hid themselves already naked though, but they became naked, they realized, they they became conscious of it and hid themselves without any degree or any decree from God concerning nakedness or shame. Go back to your scriptures, you'll see it there. That is why I'm telling you, sin has inherent power to do wrong to people without any judgment from man, without any judgment from God without declaration. So when God comes to say something, He is trying to give you a window. He's trying to give someone a window, something to act on, such that they can use it to get out of the situation. (laughs) Uh, I love this. Let me put it this way. There is a law in us who are in Christ Jesus that constantly declares over and inside of us that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are they called according to his purpose, are you willing to activate that law? That is something inside you, that is a nature inside you, that is a life inside you that uh, I need you to actually walk by, I need you to understand it very much and, and be able to activate it in every circumstance. Talk about any virus talk about any disease talk about any lack, talk about any situation talk about any man any attack lack of attack any devil any demon any hierarchy any throne any wherever they have come to bless you that's why scripture says that when the enemy comes like a flood i will raise a standard against him. in other words any situation that comes across you, uh, God always desires to raise a standard against it, and uh, that should—that is not only a prerogative of God, but it should be something that is inside you. You are not there to be put between a rock and a hard place. When that happens, the the rock and the hard place should know that you are about to transform them into another thing, what we call terraformation. When any situation comes against us, we we, we change its its form. We take on, we are like fire. We change the form of that situation. That's the nature in us. Let me hear someone say, "Hallelujah." And that's what I need you to activate today. When God says, for instance, that if one disobeys His laws, if, as we read in Deuteronomy, certain curses shall befall them. He is in other hidden terms that's what we call that's what we call grace showing you how and what you are capable of being redeemed from he's not telling you that when you sin in this form of manner these curses will come to you but it's trying to tell you that when you understand him this is what you are going this is what wants to attack you and so you should be able to 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 know exactly what you need to deal with at that very moment. It is a redemptive window to you as a child of God. And it is quite important that you understand it that when God says that if this if you obey if you obey this these laws, these blessings will come. He wants you to know the blessings that are around you, that you may specify them, focus on them, and, and and majorly, by the way, we don't focus on the negative, because when you focus on negative, that is what you activate, that is what you build up. That is why our, our, our emphasis always comes that we build on the things that are positive. We focus there, that is what we build, that is what comes to us, because what you focus on amplifies you and changes you into its own image. And so, the Lord says, "Come now, let's settle this." Says the Lord, "Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are like, though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool." The question is, do you know how to go to the Lord? In this case, by the way, it is not the Lord to come to you. It is you as a problem. You need to know how to go there. That is why. Let me read this Genesis chapter 4 verse 13. Now Cain is beginning to do something about what was what was declared to him by God. When God said, the ground will no longer yield fruit to you. And you'll become a vagabond. And you'll become a fugitive wherever you will go on the earth. So Genesis 4 13 to 15 says, And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely, you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, Vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Let me also tell you, that's where Cain ended his dialogue with God. But if he, he decided to go a little farther, he was going to get more than that remember he was supposed to be a vagabond and anyone who met him was supposed to die and uh, and and and, and uh, anyone who met him was supposed to kill him and and god would bring vengeance on him that is that was the judgment that was what was declared over him and you know when when god said those things to him he he, he put his case to god i said you know it's going to be bad for me it's going to be bad and he only tackled on the one side of the problem he needed if he went a little further he was going to get much more Take for instance the dialogue Cain had with the Lord after he had just slain his own brother Cain. Cain only dealt with one part of the looming judgment that is concerning his being a vagabond. He didn't deal with the land issue, the land that was not supposed to yield to him. But I also wanted to realize that Cain went back to the very same place that his father could not go to. He went back to the and built a city. Imagine a vagabond. Imagine a fugitive, the one whom, whom whom the ground cannot yield the strength to. In other words, there are some people who think like, you know, Uganda cannot give me the best. They think, you know, uh, these people cannot give me the best. This, 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 this workplace cannot give me the best. But there is a law inside you. There is something inside you that if you came in reality to it and, and, and focus on it, it will give you the best. What consigned Cain is what he told god and it is what god dealt with while god left the other issue of toiling the land untouched cain negotiated with god on being a vagabond and god was forced to deal with anything or anyone who tried to harm him (laughs) let me also put this this is what we call the workings of grace let me in addition God, by placing the mark on Cain, protected everyone from sevenfold suffering because of their attempt to try to kill Cain. In other words, there is, a, there, there is something that was dangerous that was put on Cain, that if God did not put a mark on Cain, that everyone who looked at Cain said, I cannot kill this man. If I kill this man, then this problem will come to me. God, that is what we call the working. In other words, God also decided to protect anyone that would try to kill Cain. You know, let me also put it this way: that is why Cain, no one killed Cain because no one did not want to suffer. <laughs> ah, let me declare to you: nothing will kill you because if they try to kill you, you know. Let me put it this way: do you know that there are some demons that cannot attack some people because if they dare attack them. They just know that is my end i will not go to another person and disturb them if they come to your home if poverty comes to your home it should end with you you deal with it it doesn't go to your children not not to your children's children nothing like that if sickness comes to you you should be so anointed <laughs> that uh, that it 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 the the rumor the rumor goes around and say you know what don't joke with that person's home because that is the nature of us that's the seed we carry that is why we are called the Workings of Grace Ministries. This is Alvin Ekwang. Thank you. We are the Apostle of Graces. God bless you. Amen.